Steve Nagel minds your business exclusively on rock102.com. Hey, it's Steve Nagel. Welcome again to another edition of Nagel Mind Your Business, an exclusive podcast at rock102.com where we dive into the minds of business owners throughout the area and find out all different kinds of stuff about them. Last week, we started with uh, Meg Sanders from Canada Provisions, and actually, we're going to continue with her this week because... We're shifting from finding out about all the people that want to get into uh, cannabis, people who have never tried it, to the people who have tried it and may have consumed a little bit too much. Have you ever done that before? Because I certainly have, and I talk all about it in this week's episode again with Meg Sanders from Canna Provisions on Nagel Mind Your Business, an exclusive rock102.com podcast. Here's episode two. And back in the studio with us is Meg Sanders from Canna Provisions. How are you today? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Now, last time we uh, we talked about, you know, uh, Canna Provisions being kind of like a very unique place and more unique than most of the other dispensaries that we've seen around the area. But we also touched on a little bit about how I didn't really get into this whole thing until I was 38 years old. I never really kind of discovered cannabis. I had mentioned that my wife had was diagnosed with cancer and she got into the medical portion and then I started using it. I said, why have I not used this my entire life? This is so much better than, uh, you know, I used to drink quite a bit of alcohol. And uh, once, once now I discovered this, it was like, this is a more relaxing method. This is more <clears throat> kind of an easier way to relax without any of the medical issues that go along with with alcohol use. Now, the thing is, I learned very quickly uh, how much is too much and how much <laughs> is not enough. And I'll give you this one particular incident where <clears throat> I come home from, I, I was DJing a gig and I come home, it's probably 11, 11 o'clock at night. Now, my wife is sitting there uh, watching a documentary about cannabis use, about uh, you know the laws and all the different things that are around the country, and uh, I said, uh, "Hey, where's where's that joint that our friend had rolled for us?" And I, I got the joint and I took it outside and I, I had a couple of drags off of it, and then I said, uh, "Well, I'm not really feeling much of anything. I'm just going to have a couple of more drags off this thing." Well, within ten minutes, I finished the entire thing. The entire thing was gone. And uh, then I go back and I sit down on the couch and she's falling. She's asleep. And I'm sitting there watching this documentary and going, I think I've seen this before. I think I knew exactly what that guy was going to say. Have I watched this before? And then I realized, my goodness, I am stoned. <laughs> and there was this paranoia and this like this sense of urgency to like, I need to do something about this. And I went upstairs. I kind of crawled upstairs to bed because I was a little worried about walking. And then I uh, felt like uh, like I couldn't feel my chest. And I'm like, oh, I can't feel my chest. I can't feel my chest. And, I, and I'm trying to tell myself, Steve, you're going to be okay. Everything tomorrow morning, you're going to be, oh, my goodness, I can't feel my chest. So a <laughs> little paranoia, a little too much uh, action. There are different ways that you can kind of scale back the psychoactive effects in the event that you overdo it a little bit because it kind of is easy to overdo it isn't it it can be easier than one thinks and where i hear most of the maybe not such a great time from consuming too much cannabis is often with edibles yes and it's unpredictable um as far as 
you know, there's so many things that influence it, right? There's just, what did you eat? How much fat did you have that day? Um, and, and again, then you're also relying on, on testing, which is, you know, still coming along to yeah. tell you how many, how many milligrams are actually in a piece that you're, that you're consuming. So it, it is, it is one of the more challenging ways to figure out what works for you. But if you do go down that rabbit hole of too much cannabis, one of the most tried and true methods that I love, and this is especially if you're having that feeling like, I can't feel my chest. I don't think this is going to be okay. It's not and a fun place to be. It isn't fun. There's nothing fun about it. It's yeah. anxious and time seems to, I don't know if this happened for you, but for me, when I get into that space, time just crawls. Yes. And I look at the clock and I'm like, time has stopped. Oh no, time has stopped. You know, I mean, there's just so many crazy things that go through your mind. And so we don't want you to get to that space. But in the accidental moment that you do, and I'll tell you my accidental story uh, from a fairly recent experience, best thing you can do, go downstairs in the kitchen, find whole peppercorns if you have them, put 10 in your mouth, kind of bite them, not crunch them, but bite them so you break the skin and hold it in your mouth as long as you possibly can. And then spit it out. And I would say hold it, you know, for several minutes. And it it's almost instant. I, I can't I can't explain exactly the science, but the terpenes basically in pepper help offset that anxiety. And there's a few other things that that help with it, but pepper for me is hands down the fastest way to find relief from that anxiety, paranoia, I'm too high please help me calm down. And and for me, when I do if if I've, if I've had too much, um, I take those peppercorns and it's usually at nighttime, you know, you wake up and you're like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And and you're just, it's just a horrific feeling. But when I take the peppercorns, I feel like, you know, within five, 10 minutes, I can go right back to sleep and I'm fine and I sleep it off. But again, we don't want people to get there, you know, yeah, you obviously. Don't, you, don't, you don't want to have to reach that level. But in the event, like you said, with the edibles, now that's the good thing about going to a dispensary is at least you have some guidance on how much you're taking and how much you're putting into your body, as opposed to going to your buddy's house who, uh, hey, I made this tray of brownies over here. Uh, well, Help how many yourself. milligrams? Well, how strong are they? You know, because I've also had that issue too, where mm-hmm. I have at, somebody had brought me a, a homemade chocolate that they brought. And I said, well, how much of this should I take? And he said, a guy like you, you could take half of that. You'll be okay. And it was only the size of maybe an Oreo cookie. And I did take half of it. And I didn't feel anything from it. And then I said, you know what? After about an hour and a half, I'm going to take the other half, which was the worst idea that I ever had. Because I don't know why it takes – why does it take so – there's there's different reasons why it takes so long to set in sometimes. There is. You were mentioning just earlier about fat and content. I'm not really – how does that kind of – in layman's terms, how does that kind of work? Often when you mix cannabis oil with, with a fat like butter or olive oil yeah. or coconut oil, um, it becomes kind of this supercharged delivery system and you absorb it faster. And that's why. And and why edibles take so long is because it has to work its way through your digestive system and then it hits your liver. And that's where sometimes the problem can be in that when it gets to your liver, it just is exponentially stronger. And that's also why you feel it for, you know, hours as opposed to, I don't know about you, but sometimes if, I, if I've if i smoked a little bit too much, mm-hmm. 
an hour or two, I'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. But edibles, you have to be really, really careful. And just like you said, your buddy makes you something. And yeah. this happened to me twice. Once was at an infused dinner, of which I was really careful to avoid the infused. But then I wasn't careful enough. And a dessert came out with this awesome whipped cream on it, which was infused. And I didn't, I thought I misheard that it was fine. Or I thought I heard that it was fine, but I clearly misheard that it was infused. And I ate it. And oh my Lord have mercy. I was a mess that yeah, night. That's, and you just, that's no fun. You and don't want to be there. No. That's not the place to be. And then the second time somebody gave me a gummy and I took the whole thing. And I was like, wait, I mean, this was early and I had no idea. And I was just a paranoid wreck. But again, I'm glad to know that there are some things that help you through that. And and that is, you know, that is part of the process, the biology of when you consume it through your digestive system. It takes longer, which is why we always say, you know, wait a couple hours and don't just double the dose. Take a little bit. Um, and when we have brand new people that come into the store, I'm always like, just take a bite of a five milligram and just hold it in your mouth and see how you feel. And like two hours later, maybe take another bite. But it's it's kind of this very gradual build. And the other thing is, some people are way more sensitive to edibles than others. Just like some people can smoke and smoke and smoke and smoke and smoke and they're fine or, you know, they're like sort of high. Right. It's the same kind of thing. Everyone's biology is a little different. I know I'm super sensitive to edibles. I have to be really careful. Yeah. I mean, it would just be like anything, like even alcohol. I mean, some people can have one drink and be okay and some people can have one drink and just be annihilated so there's a different there's definitely a difference yeah well even just think about the different kinds of alcohol you Mm -hmm. know some people can drink a couple beers and they're fine some people can drink vodka they're fine and then they drink tequila and they're a hot mess so it's kind of the same thing in that you know your body reacts differently to different chemicals that you're putting in it and i think that's why we always say go be at home be nice and safe Start gradually, see how it goes, and if you consume too much, we're, we always share the peppercorn story. Yeah, and I, and I think that's uh, probably a great method to do because uh, your your coworker Dan to- told me about this, and I said, "Come on, that's not that you're not." So I said, "You know what? I'm going to try this just to see," and I I did take a little bit extra and got that kind of psychoactive effect that maybe not be desirable to, to some people. But it was within 20 minutes that I was back to almost normal again. Like it was a, like a, it didn't like completely take away the high, but it did reduce that paranoia and that that scared feeling that you have yep. like something bad is going to happen. Yep. I always say to people, just keep reminding yourself that you're going to be okay no matter what happens here, because. I have never heard of anybody getting cirrhosis of the liver from marijuana use. I've never heard of anybody, you know, I think the only thing that I would I would say which was would cause some sort of health effect is if you were to drive after after consuming cannabis. It's just like any other kind of substance. You don't want to be don't behind do the that. wheel and uh, do anything like that. That's probably the only way you're going to really get injured by cannabis is by doing something stupid because of what you've done. I, I, you don't hear about medical issues. Uh, I, I agree with and you. Anything, it's it's the exact opposite. It, it it aids and assists in some in some of these issues. It's very true, and I think you know, just really big picture as we're dealing with this opioid crisis in our in our nation right now. Um, what we definitely hear is when adult use and medical is available in a state, 
we know that those opioid deaths decline. It does help people give them another alternative instead of fentanyl and, and, and opioids. It helps them with another choice that actually is much healthier for them. So we've seen this time and time again and as states come online with medical and with adult use. And the other thing I, I just want to remind you, too, is when you're, when you're smoking cannabis, sometimes people say, oh, that, that you know, sometimes sativas make me anxious or sometimes this strain makes me anxious. It's the same kind of thing, that paranoia, that anxiety, and it's a terpene-related effect. It's not necessarily THC-driven. It's more mm. of a terpene-related effect. And so when people have that reaction, I'm always cautioning them to like make sure, you know, smell that cannabis. What does it smell like to you? And maybe that's, maybe that's something you should avoid um, on future and try a different type of terpene that is in different types of cannabis. So it's, it's something to think about. So, so it's basically your own instinct can tell you whether or not this is going to jive with you or not, whether you have, uh, I, I prefer a more like a sweet smelling mm-hmm. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I can't name strains off the top of my head because there's just too many to remember sometimes. But like, and if it's colorful, I, I like if it's, if it's colorful, because I seem to know that with that colorful and that sweet smell that I know I'm going to have a, a decent experience with whatever I'm using. But it's kind of like if you, go back to high school with the term skunkweed where somebody was just giving you uh, the clippings from their brother's plant that they were growing right. in the closet. You, know, you can obviously tell the difference between that. That's actually a pretty interesting thing that we already kind of know what's going to work well with us and what we don't. We're just not that aware of it. And that's where this tip comes in. I, I 100% agree. Yeah. Um, I always, the nose knows, and I say this from essential oils to perfumes yeah. to a, a million different things, um, even if food smells good to you or not, right? It's And so for me, I'm, I always encourage people to smell the flower really, really, you know, and if, and if, it, if, if you like that smell, you're probably going to have a, a good reaction with it. And it's just, it's just an FYI. I like citrusy and sweet as well. Mm-hmm. I like citrus and I like this more of the sweet, sweet smells. And those seem to do really well with me. Um, whereas some of the others don't, I, I don't have as good a time, I guess. <laughs> I understand that. Now, when you go into Canada Provisions and you're, you're talking to one of your staff members there, you can't obviously actually pull out the product and let people smell the product, but there's so much experience with the employees there that they can help you determine which, like if I said to them, hey, I like a sweet smelling uh, thing. I like something that's, you know, happier. They're the ones that can kind of gu- give you the guidance on saying, well, this has typically worked for many people who want that euphoric, happy feeling. This is the one that people want to maybe aid with sleep this one for anxiety, whatever. There's different ways that you guys, you know, describe these products. We definitely, we definitely describe yeah. them. But now that we're kind of on this side of COVID, we are back to actually being able to open the jar and smell oh, it. Oh, okay, you are. So we okay. do have samples yeah. throughout the store. That was um, my bad. I no, it, it. Well, <laughs> yeah. you know why yeah. though? Because for a while we weren't obviously yeah. because we were masked and we didn't right. want people, you know, taking their mask off. But now that we're on this side, and I say this side because I can't say normal, I can't say we're through it, I just know we're on this side of COVID, um, we're back to smelling those those different flowers. And again, it's oh, really, ver- really helpful. The nose knows. Very cool. Um, now, when it comes to edibles, it's not necessarily the case, right? They'll, often they're using a distillate that has no smell at all. So that doesn't help as much. 
But I just caution and go back to just take a tiny bit, see how you do, especially at nighttime. So if, if you do have a sleepy reaction, you're just going to go to sleep. But that's the best way to experiment with an, with an edible. It's pretty interesting stuff. It really is. And, and again, you can find more information by, uh, by visiting Canna Provisions and checking out that, I like to call it the winter wonderland, if you will. <laughs> uh, but, but also very informative. And, uh, you can, and, and that's, uh, give me the address again. For, for We're Canada. at 380 Dwight Street in Holyoke. And right. we're also at 220 Housatonic Street in Lee. Oh, yeah, that's right. You're the yeah. one uh, right off the, right off the, the, the mass, mass pike. pike. Getting everybody, hey, come on over from New York. Coming to, come on, yeah, come go into Tanglewood, come on by. <laughs> but, yeah, if you want to go see a James Taylor concert the right way, you stop at Canada Provisions. <laughs> uh, Meg Sanders, next time we'll talk about, uh, I want to get into uh, the next time we talk more a little bit about the the kind of the politics a little bit about the different laws surrounding this thing. We obviously cannot do on-air radio commercials there's a whole, there's a lot of red tape, uh, which is contradictory to how they treat other substances in this country about what you can advertise and what you can't. So we're gonna we're gonna get dive into that uh, next time. But uh, Meg Sanders, thanks so much for being with us today. Thank you so much. It's always great to chat with you. Tenego, mind your business and rock102.com exclusive podcast.